So this feels odd because Shane and I usually record these intros to podcasts when we are in work, but we have just recorded an amazing episode with someone that will feature next week. Ooh, good bloody tease. Yeah. Um, Even but, though we've put it all over social media, good tease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't tell them though. Don't tell them their eyes is on. Oh, fuck it. Sorry, guys. ISIS are coming. (laughs) (laughs) The holidays are coming. (laughs) ISIS is coming. (laughs) Anyways, we we feel the need to plug our comedy podcast night. Good job. Good job. (laughs) As you would hear in this podcast coming up, James did as good plugging our fucking live show as I did introducing our next host. But come, we've still got tickets, I think. Unless we don't, and then, ah. Yeah, just as an additional aside, we can... and see the list of people who are going to this so if you're listening and you're maybe at a sub crawl for example and you still not your bit bought your tickets yet the only one because thank you ross for getting your tickets thank you hemi for getting your tickets thank you barry for getting your tickets thank you paul from rebel city and i'm assuming he's bringing matt from rebel city for getting your tickets we'll be here for a while if you're listening and we know (laughs) know, quite a few tickets we know kiwi james is getting his tickets fucking hell yep yep next um so anyone that hasn't from that list got our tickets I actually don't know who we're talking about. Like, <laughs> it's just everyone. It's just you. Is it Laura? Is it Laura? Is it Laura? Is Laura not going to take it? No one said that. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> Do you know who we haven't heard from? Just not not in relation to the ticket buying. What? You know, we haven't heard from Jennifer Law for a the while. Vaginal spokesperson for the UN. Yeah, she's not been in touch for a while. Not, not, not that she hasn't bought a ticket yet, nah, but she hasn't nah. been in touch for a while. Mm. This is all going to charity, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. I think this I think is not feeding our ego, but eh? feeding the, the, the charity machine. <laughs> Danny said before this went, ah, so about 30 seconds for this intro. Well, it goes for like three days, eh? By the way, this yeah. is remember when we done that Instagram stories podcast, and the joke was that we ended up talking so long we didn't do the Instagram stories podcast. Is this, this isn't panning into this. Let's end it, right? Play Ray Bradshaw. Hi Ray Is that the intro? <laughs> fucking hell Great intro Buy the fucking tickets And I'll come to your house And I'll stab your da And he'll sing that song <laughs> Can you come to my house And stab my da Your da's not in your house He's far away I really can't wait To the daddy issues podcast Merry Christmas The following podcast Contains three mates Talking shit Over some beers as you can imagine, the language can get a wee bit hairy from time to time. So, get involved. Grab a beer and join us for Drunk Therapy, the podcast. So we've just been handed a piece of paper. Uh, we're, we're joined by Ray Bradshaw, who's told me he's a comedian, a podcaster, a sex panther. Yeah. Is that, is that like on your business cards? Yeah, it's, uh, I changed it by deed, Paul. <laughs> it's my two middle names. And, and a new can, dad. Can I, can I interrupt just for a second? Who's told me? Oh, you're you're making it out as if you don't know this man. No, yeah. no, 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 I mean, I'm, I wish I fucking didn't know this guy. So, Mister Panther. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just sitting the scene because, like, looking from the outside, right? You look like a nice guy, bald guy, ginger, yeah, good beard. Do a lot of things for deaf, a lot, lot of comedy. comedy. <laughs> <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever done an intro? Shade's <laughs> uh, coming in hot. Nailing it, nailing it. So far, I'm No, no, no. You do a lot of stuff with, like, right. you know, your comedy is awesome and it, it's inclusive for deaf people. You seem like a nice guy, but yeah. secretly, you're a cunt, okay? And okay. I'll tell you why. Why? Because remember when I was bright eyed, bushy tailed, I did some, some filming for you and your mate for your podcast. Yes, yes. And yes. you said, quote, Oh man, if you ever want to come to one of my gigs, hit me up. I'll definitely give you tickets. Okay. And and, and like I'm sitting there going, man, I've got a friend. This guy's really nice. 
found out that you know you've got a big show at the stand and i was like oh got nothing on was it my solo show yep oh i take all the money for that so of course I'm gonna <laughs> I, was like, for that. I sent you a text going hey mate uh any chance i could get a ticket or two yeah. and you went nope Did <laughs> I? like just flat out not even like oh sorry bro just like <laughs> nope and i'm like fuck you you see, cunt see there's a gig where i'm not uh taking all the money when i get a set fee yeah come on go get your free tickets but, but it's mine i was like no, use those Kiwi dollars. The pound's weaker than ever been. Yeah. Yeah, you be richer. The New Zealand money is actually, it's mental because I came over and I had 12 grand and it got me about 2,000 pounds. Now if I can, if you got 12,000 New Zealand dollars, geez, I can't even figure that I out I think anymore. you can buy. Think, Why, guys, I know we've only done about three minutes. Why is he a part of this? <laughs> he's absolutely going fuck off. This is becoming a common theme. Is it? No, no, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll, I'll, I'll break the fourth wall. You're the ginger... You're the ginger deaf guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only cunt drinking in the last two episodes of Drunk Therapy and I won't stand for it. Like, I I stand by the fact that I sound like shit. I'm a bit sloppy, but that's what yeah. Drunk Therapy is. Oh, sober McDying Pants over there and Danny <laughs> never talks very loud. Just both of them just like, oh, yeah, man, we're Drunk Therapy. Sober as fuck. That's uh, yeah. all a lie. Always, you always bring like- on... That's the most cutting insult you've ever heard. I do like, like the nickname Danny doesn't talk loud. <laughs> That's good though. I've no idea where he gets that from. Also, when I was on the way in, I was like, oh, I've not actually listened to one of these, so I should better listen to one and find out what I'm getting into. And then the way in, uh, I listened to the Wee Man's one. And yeah. in the first 10 minutes, uh, you talked about how Japanese people have tiny penises. No, that was and, him. And then you mistook the emperor of uh, Japan dying for the king of Thailand. <laughs> and I was like, Once again, both of those were James. Yeah. Like That's why so he stopped like, drinking. I, I was like, I think I'll be fine. I can outsmart these fucking idiots. So. Well, the thing yeah. is now, Shane, if you came over with your 12,000 New Zealand dollars and I advise you to go home and save up more because you could probably buy whales with that these days. <laughs> it's, it sucks because whenever I go back to New Zealand, I get fuck all. So I'll go with, I don't know, like I say, a thousand pounds and I get like, Twelve hundred dollars, and I'm like, that's not even a real thing. That's mental. That's not the real number. It's a bit of hyperbole, but like, <laughs> it's nineteen. Like, you don't even get two dollars for a pound now, which is really good currency, chap. All the Kiwis out there are going, oh, it's bullshit. <laughs> I'd, I'd quite like if we have a minute silence every time after he talks. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing how long we can take this. How are you anyway, Ray? Yeah, I'm good. How, how are you guys? Let's chat to the fucking Danny McQuiet pants. <laughs> I've actually been talking for the last 50 minutes. Have you not noticed? No. Imagine you actually were. That'd be lovely. Be mouse in the corner. No, I'm good, man. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here because I'm, in, I'm intrigued by this. Because, like, how pissed are you right now, Shane? Uh, now, to be fair, I'm five beers in, so I'm not chopped. But it's because everyone else is sober that I sound quite shit. You are a terrible drunk, though. Nah, great drunk. You're, you're so you annoying. Said, you said great wrong. You said really no, he is like the scene. So don't take Shane to a subway when he's drunk because he'll fucking abuse the staff. <laughs> like, well, you mean I can see the raps over there? We don't do raps, so I can you see them. Shane, that's a hearty Italian six inch. Nah, it's a rap, and he tries to fucking climb over the counter and fight people. You're the third different person that said to me, "Don't take him to a subway." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Because <laughs> you came to one of our Mary Stevens live show, and then. Um, you went to Subway after when you were sleeping, after you tried to talk to footballers, which was great. And supposedly you were like, "I'll have some peppers." Um, <laughs> <laughs> like fucking ages. Yeah, I, I like to have like this. This slogan not have it your way. Yeah. I'll have it my way, and they're like, "Nah, not at this time." You saw yeah. a guy that goes back to the peppers after you've had some peppers, <laughs> but you put some jalapenos. I'll have some more peppers. Actually, can you put more? Let no more. 
more. Yeah, no, that's uh, good. Too yeah. much, too much. It's weird that I've now got the reputation as the cunt that can't go to Subway. Well, like, was, was <laughs> not, just before we came in to record, Ray said there was a moment at uh, Stephen Mills' birthday party, yeah. the guy you do Soccer FM with, you, you just had to stop Shane oh, dead in these right, tracks. So I'd, I'd been gigging somewhere, so I drove back. And then I was like, should I drink? I don't know. I'm doing a radio show tomorrow. I probably shouldn't. And then Shana was fucked. He kept on telling me about his brother's job over and over again. Uh, he either talks to me about his brother's job or, uh, what was it, the nineteen, the First World War razors that you shave your head with? Oh, um, fuck, was that that phase? <laughs> so that's the two things I get. And he kept on talking about his brother and I was like, Shane, can you fuck off? I had nothing. And he was like, no problem. And they just left. That was the same night a guy was sick all over St- was it Stevens oh, or Kiddo's yeah, yeah. room. It was Kiddo's in his uh, wash basket. Oh, man, that was a foul smell. That was Col- Colin Hendry was there as well I know I know. I actually forgot I'm a massive Celtic fan I forgot that He was a Rangers yeah, player Rangers, like, yeah. He just fucking overawed me that much In this flat In the middle of the West End Colin Hendry walks in With just this big smile And you're like That's fucking Colin Hendry <laughs> And that's Stephen's dad Right next to Colin Hendry <laughs> Stephen's dad was so pissed He came up to me And pointed at Stephen And went You look after that cunt And then <laughs> just walked away And I was like Mate you're his dad <laughs> You should be doing that So a bit of context for Stephen um, I used to work with Stephen Before At Capital yeah. And Stephen got sacked this yeah. year. He does a podcast with Ray. And yeah, it's called you Soccer are... FM. We've done it for about four years now. So if you've not heard of it, that's pretty a damning excitement on us. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you guys, you guys are cutting through. You're uh, taking over fucking off the ball every other week. Yeah, now. yeah. So I get, I've got to uh, host off the ball quite a few times, which has been fun. Uh, but people hate it when Tam and Stuart don't do it. Like yeah. they're like, this is a new voice. I don't like it. Do you but, not remember? This is going back many, many moons and. There was a guy from Coronation Street on Off the Ball and Tam John Cow- Mickey? Tom I can't remember. Tam Cowie made a joke about there's a character in uh, Coronation Street or there was at least called Tyrone Dobbs. Aye aye. And he said oh, it's quite fitting that you're coming up to go and see Rangers today because you'll see plenty of Dobbs at Ibrox. And that was like that Cutting was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like a proper full and formal apology kind of thing. It's the only radio show you can say pissed on and pissed and you can get away with everything. I've that. I've heard Stuart Cosgrove called Tam Cowan a fanny numerous times. Yeah. But well, basically see like in radio, see if your listenership, the full listenership didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And they didn't complain if you said whatever you wanted yeah, yeah, to, you yeah. know, the most explicit offensive thing, then you'd get away with it. It just takes one person to complain. So if everybody's just like, nah, we're cushy about this, like their audience is, you're not going to get somebody in their audience that's offended. It's so much fun doing it because I've listened to it since I was like 12. Yeah. See, I didn't. That's yeah, why like, see my yeah, other half, yeah. uh, Chloe, worked on it and she kept on getting excited. I'm like, Nah, because nah, I listened to Keevans and Super Scoreboard oh, when I was growing up, man. Oh. It was just that fucking dun 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 dun. I was like, yes, I'm getting some commentary. See, <laughs> as the supporters of the shite teams, we need off the ball. Danny? I support Hibs. Oh, yeah, proper shite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you, do, the only time I've ever met you before. Yes, so yeah. I, I was hoping you'd bring this up. Please, do you know this story, Shadow? Nah. You've you only met once. We. Yeah. It was the Fuck. night of your 30th, and we took you to see Elton John as a surprise. Oh, yes, And a we missed the last train home. Got the bus instead, and I think I spent an hour really drunk just telling you about how much I loved Saul Bamba. Yes, you <laughs> did! Because the thing was, I'd been doing the stand, which is right there, and you've got a choice when you do the stand. You can get the half living train, you can stay and get a couple of free beers and get the 12 pm bus. I was like, I'll just do that. And oh, I walked in, I saw you James. Lucky fuck. I saw James, I was like, fuck. And then uh, I was like, where have you been? And he was like, Elton John. And I was like, nah, but really, where have you been? Because it was just you three. <laughs> and uh, oh, Saul Bamba, what a guy, though. Uh, what he's, a man. He's an icon. What's your thoughts on Saul Bamba? Uh, I think he uh, was underrated as a player slash and or manager, but I think we haven't seen the last <laughs> of him. That's actually 
not a bad description. Uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a manager in him one day. I just love that when he speaks, he, he can still hear that sort of Fife accent in yeah. him. It's fucking tremendous. It's great when people come over here at age like 20 and then they pick up a wee Scottish twang. Out, right outside, uh, when I was walking here, um, just you know where that Donna house is, and I was walking around, there was a guy speaking in a different language, potential Arabic, I'm not sure, on his phone, but, and then he saw his bus driving away and went, you cunt. And, then <laughs> and I was like, it's, fucking love Glasgow, man. It's words with an eye in it. I remember working in a fucking some call centre and there was a Canadian girl that worked in it and she she would speak really thick Canadian accent and then out of nowhere she'd go, I mean, that's pish. And then go back to being like properly Canadian because she must just hear us saying that all the time. And it was the, like, the common denominator here is the swear words. That's yeah, all yeah. we fucking what, say. What have you picked up? Uh, Drake. Drake. Yeah. Drake, which is the way that all the fucking That's you fucking, you, no, you that's that's like a hipster fucking answer. Also, no, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't need to explain the word to us. <laughs> <laughs> just to the, like, the four. I don't, I don't think that's that commonly said enough for yeah. it to be picked uh, up I in use, Glasgow. Use, hey, Ken, it's Drake out here, eh? I use pish all the time for on the piss uh steaming it's basically things relating to getting drunk yeah and just swear words but we've got the same swear words like we basically new zealand has the same language as you guys had <laughs> 300 years ago when you sent everyone to fucking new zealand to the bottom of the south island so we've english got... no no scottish <laughs> <laughs> well no yeah yeah but fucking can you call glaswegian english though no, but like the bottom of the south. Hate crime number two. <laughs> Let's keep racking them up, mate. Let's the, keep you in, mate. You yeah. might get kicked out of this podcast eventually. The bottom of the South Island speaks basic, like almost like a weird hybrid of Scottish and Kiwi. Like it's quite interesting. Yeah, you, I, you've been to Dunedin. I, yeah, I went to Dunedin for Dunedin Comedy Festival. It was very exciting. So the whole city is based on Edinburgh because it's Gaelic for Edinburgh. Mm. And um, so the main street is like Princess Street, and then there's Rose Street behind it, and all. It's so so weird. Yeah, but so, but is it replicas? No, because like they a don't have a castle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tiny castle and lots of pricks. It's not like that. This is 100% true. So have you been to the Dean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that wee square next to where the town hall bit is? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I went and sat in a pub there and a the guy sat down next to me and he turned to me and went, you Scottish? And I was like, yeah. And I went, where are you from? He went, Dunfermline. And I was like, oh, I do a podcast with a guy from Dunfermline. Do you know me? It's Stephen Miller. He went, that guy's a prick. <laughs> I was like, I'm literally 12,000 miles away. Like, That's amazing. The final thing I'll say about when I went to New Zealand is, so I'd never been before, and New Zealand, you know, you'll back me up, big rugby country. Yeah, huge. So They lost the World Cup. Yay! That was how'd, you go, how'd you guys go on that one? Yeah, we lost to Japan, mate. But... <laughs> But we don't hinge our whole country <laughs> on it, so it's fine. We so, valiant, uh, valiantly lost to Japan, though. Yeah. We gave no, them a win. We were Heroes. So and also, we're going to get fined a six-figure sum for... Complaining a, yeah, about complaining it. complaining about them not wanting to play when people die. That's yeah. the most fucking rugby thing, <laughs> isn't it? Aye. Right, but New Zealand. So I went uh, into a pub in Dunedin, that wee square, and uh, because it's such a big rugby country, I was like, I wonder if I'll ever see a rugby player here. And I just turned round and there was Aaron Smith, who's like the best scrum half in the world. He's a mad shagger as well. Just having a pint. He was with a bird. Just having a pint. And see I was the like, guy that got fucking fined for shagging? He's the guy that, see, in team uniform, the whole team, right, ready to go to Australia in uniform. And he just escapes into a into the, the disabled toilet with a girl that's not his fiance. You told me that story. It sounded and, mental. And Rugby still shines just for any long term so libelous, by the way. And, and, yeah, no, but <laughs> genuinely what he did. And he, and he came out like 20 minutes later. And then they went, you had sex with her. And he went, no, I didn't. And she said, no, I did. And he then got caught. So he was texting her going, by the way, the lawyers are involved. Say this. And she was a lawyer. And she's like, release the text. This dude was just like proven to be saying, lie to these lawyers, say this, sign this. And he still got away with it because he's a shit hot rugby player. 
Nice man when I met him. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like he was with his mum that day, but then maybe it was a cougar. <laughs> he's like, banging he's, her right. he's, uh, it's his disabled mum. They took to the toilet for twenty minutes. I suppose though, when you get to that level of like shagging, like if you, he's probably like a fucking level ten shagger. He shagged all the hot young women. He shagged the you know like new mum women, and he, you'd probably graduate to. Ah, I'll go for a wee cougar or two. Yeah, it's better to go older like. than younger. Let's be honest, that is better. Aye, aye. You know, he genuinely we'll probably, like probably banged all the young girls and fucking denied him. But yeah, did you did you meet? Did you talk to him? Yeah, I spoke to him for a bit, and then uh, he just couldn't understand the concept of me being able to go to New Zealand to tell jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, a lot of people don't make, but let's not. But also, he goes to other countries to just fondle balls. Like that's, that's a weird like <laughs> thing to not understand. I think. It, are they see the guys that play with their balls and make puppets out of them? Are they not from New Zealand? The Scottish falsetto sock puppets. No, the guys. Oh, that puppetry make, the penis. Aye, are they not from New Zealand? Uh, I I don't actually know, but they are quite famous in New Zealand, which makes me think they might be from New That's Zealand. That's the saddest representation of comedy I've ever heard from a country. Uh, we play with our balls. You're definitely going to shout flight of the Concords now. Is that what you're going to? Nah, do? I was just going to yeah. say I, I I've never been because when they were big, I was about twelve or thirteen. But they were like huge, like it's like kind of like proper old lady, not porn, but you know, like they loved that shit. That was like the oh, like that was like the strip clubs. That guy just of, made a hamburger out of his penis. That's amazing. I don't know what. <laughs> if you could make a hamburger out of your penis, you'd be impressed. Is, is it one of those acts that when it's when you're like twelve, you think it's really funny, and then when you get kind of nostalgic about it when you're older and you watch it on YouTube, it's kind of you're about <laughs> oh, I don't know because there's a, I don't know if there's a character. Yes, was it worth watching? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how you think that's going to be on YouTube. <laughs> there was a character when I, or a comedian, I suppose, when I was wee, called Mr. Methane. I don't know if oh, you remember. Fart, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he could like fart at fucking willy nilly, and he could he would pop balloons by shooting darts and farting and stuff like that. I mean, I was twelve. I wouldn't go so far as to say this guy was a hero, but this guy was like the. F- I, b- I bought a Mister Methane hero? video out of Pound Stretcher. <laughs> I've, I've honestly never heard of this. Cunt. He wore oh, a green was... and purple superhero costume, and within the last few years, he came in. Like, I was thinking about it and going, oh, "I bet that's still dead funny." And then I put it on you, and within like thirty seconds, I was like, "Fuck!" I was a damaged child, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had issues, and I was a kid. If I found this funny. But so, see when you try and like, see when YouTube was big, and did you guys watch like Charlie and the Unicorn and stuff? Yeah. I've never even heard of that. Nah. Yeah, like the, the one where he's Charlie. Yeah, I don't want to Charlie bit my finger. No, no, this is something else. It was like this little uh, animated series where like free. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. Free unicorns. Stephen Mill likes this. Um, free unicorns uh, going on adventure, and then <laughs> one of the unicorns end up getting his kidney stolen at the end <laughs> of the two other ones, but. It was funny. As I well. Totally didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, it, it, was, it was mental. The whole, I, but I, like the the story, the narrative in between it is like really funny and mental, and like the, you would have to be on acid to write it, right? But when the internet, like YouTube stuff, first started exploding, it was big, man. It was funny. But see, when you try and show someone that eight years later, yeah, and you're like, "This is the funniest thing I've ever seen," and then they just don't get it, and you don't get it, it's fucking embarrassing. You ever tried man. to explain to a kid that you were scared of wolf from gladiators? No, like they, they're like, why? Is that a thing you're telling your son already? Yeah, I'm like, I read an article about him last week, and that's he, how I was. Yeah, he went head, yeah. and he opened a fucking string of gyms in New Zealand when yeah. he ran out of all his like, TV money, <laughs> and now, but he's like in his seventies now, yeah. and he's still pure jacked and does the sort of very. The only, the only reason he went to New Zealand is because Shane told him the exchange rate. <laughs> like, hey, let's get there. He, uh, the favorite thing about it was that. 
he got interviewed at what I think was a Comic Con in Stoke on Trent. <laughs> <laughs> the the nightclub I there's a nightclub in Stoke. I used to love the guy called St- uh, from Stoke. There's a nightclub called ST One. But it just looks like STI. <laughs> and I went to a celebrity appearance in there. I don't know if you'll get this reference, um, of Bodger from Bodger and Badger. That's fucking shit. And it? someone offered him 20 quid to snort mashed potato. And I was like, that's the moment my childhood died uh, right there. They take it? No, what, I don't think it does. Nah. What sort of nightclub is just allowing some company a big fucking plate of mashed toddies in there? <laughs> yeah. Nah, I mean, I'll finish him. I'll finish him. <laughs> Bring that, a stove, he's getting free. That level of fame just fucking blows. It's honestly my favourite <laughs> level of celebrity is when you're doing like a Stoke Comic Con yeah. or. I've said before, just a few weeks ago, I was talking about how at my funeral I want to see how much Chico would take to hand out <laughs> the order of service. That's like, this is what I want. My it's funeral celebrities. time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad that Daniel yeah. has passed away. The, uh, it'd be good as well to get Mr. Motivator in. Just to make everyone, like, everyone else is in a black suit and he's just in that way. <laughs> I was in a brainstorm the other day and we were talking about, I won't say the client, right? or the radio station that won it and we are talking about this client that we'd pitched for last year and I was like why didn't we get it again and they went ah oh, it's because they got Mr Motivator on and I was like what man and that was the winner yeah they literally just went nah we'll get Mr Motivator and they won the fucking pitch <laughs> I was like so can fucking we compete so next year what shit 90s celebrity are you going to be bringing in because this is obviously what's going to win it oh, for you oh yeah uh, well, Mr. Blobby's had a resurgence as well, so he'll be too much money. We got him in New Zealand. He was fucking class. I had a toy of him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and did he not just... See, did he not... Like, my brother watched him, so obviously I did, because I was a young kid, but yeah. did he not just go... You love your brother, mate. <laughs> did he not? No, different brother. Ah. I love them all equally, so don't even start me on all them. <laughs> Some... I'll tell you all their jobs <laughs> and they talk about vintage razors. You've only listened to one episode, mate. There's an episode where he put his balls in his brother's mouth. I and he... uh, tried to. Tried and... to. <laughs> And then he got off with his other and brother at a wedding. Eye, yeah. No, it was just a kiss. It was just a kiss. <laughs> Mr. Bates, I've been telling people about your TV show. <laughs> 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 He'd been practising on his Mr. Blobby doll for weeks in the build-up to it. Blobby was just like, he'd just go, Blobby! Is that like, that was his... Yeah. No, okay. Wouldn't it? was a uni lecturer. <laughs> <laughs> and Stoke. <laughs> At STI Club. He, he was the old Professor John Curtis. That <laughs> oh, he's getting wheeled out again. Yeah. I can't think of any 90s celebrities. Do you man. know, I was struggling when I was trying to think um, of them. We're so I, far removed now. Most of them are cancelled now. Uh, so. I would get Bernard from Bernard's Watch. I fucking talk about him and this all the time. Do so, you? Do I hear my theory on Bernard's Watch? I used to do stand-up material on it. Bernard's Watch get cancelled because Bernard hit puberty and it got weird. <laughs> <laughs> that That's is a good my theory. It got to the point where he turned 14 and they were like, we can't film this wee dick anymore. It's getting sinister. It's the same reason and Toy Story 4 fucked this theory for me as well. Toy Story 3 didn't have Bo Peep in it because that little kid hit puberty. None of those toys would have ever wanted to get touched by Andy ever again when they're on that shelf watching him tearing the heat off it for fucking four years and then he goes to pick up Woody and Woody's like, mate, get the fuck away from <laughs> Just back the fuck off. But then Bo Peep came back in Toy Story 4, so, so that was out of the water. Uh, right? I used it's a sexy to, cartoon. Yeah, though, I used to talk about... Uh, do you know Bernard's Watch? No, Brent. So no. you used to be able to stop time. You could do whatever you wanted, and he would always like spill milk and then stop it and tidy up. You're like, you're such a wee sad fuck. There, <laughs> That's such a uh, shit thing. I to used do. to do a bit about when what I would do is I would just follow like people I didn't like and stop time and put like a cardboard cut out of Jesus in front of them. <laughs> and then start times they see Jesus for a second, then just stop time and then fuck off with them. And then just keep doing that over the course of the time. You, or Wolf and Gladiators right in front of them. Do you remember the kids' TV show called Woof? 
and it was about a boy that ra- he could turn into a dog. Mm, vaguely. So he would run. We the- had some shite telly in the 80s, yeah, didn't it we? It Zap. Zap was amazing, though, man. Zap was amazing. I was not in pure creepy hands. No, but but it played. It played with you. You always, you always had your favourites, and you never got them every single day. But it played with your sense of fucking excitement. Yeah, she was a character. She was a arsehole. She like she was the ultimate heel in that program. (laughs) Yeah, I hope she gets up and up and see with Woof, right? So it was a boy that could turn into a dog, and it probably like Bernard's watch. She would do something really tame. Yeah, but see if you had that power where you could turn into a dog. Would you hump another dog? Yes. <laughs> I think I would try hump What kind of dog? dog, though? Like, have you got... Well, Woofy you know, turned what? into a terrier, so he was like a little kind of... You'd need to, like... Need... I'd go Alsatian, then. <laughs> like, just got to... You like him big, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ideas above your station. You'd just be stuck there, wouldn't you? Because you well, couldn't... They get stuck together the at the end, sometimes. <laughs> I like the idea of... Like you as a little dog, yeah. fucking an Alsatian, and you're on a stool, but then the other dog starts walking off, and you're just like stranded on top of the big dog. Or for whatever reason, your magic power just fades off halfway through. <laughs> Somebody opens the door, and you're just. <laughs> it's just beast. No, no, I've got yeah. these magic powers, yeah. I swear, yeah. I was you, a dog. You said that last week. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. See you need help. <laughs> this, this seems like a beautiful moment to transition into the fact that you work on kids' TV sometimes. Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> Is this the material you bring out? No, I, I actually really enjoyed it, the CBBC stuff. It's mad. Is, like, it, is it like clean 2019 CBBC? Because yes. from all the stories you hear of the 90s, like fucking children's TV was mental. I mean, I've, I've been to rap parties afterwards where the amount of booze flying is unreal after CBBC. Some, some debauchery. Those kids need to unleash after. It's been a tough yeah. game. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a kid show called The Dog at My Homework. So you get a kid team captain and then you get... Um, on either team then you get a like two celebrities or whatever so comedians usually and like you get to do class things like one i had to go to the hospital after one i oh, fuck i'm not sure i'm allowed to do fuck about um there's a a like it's like a 20 foot bin so you stand on top of this bin and it's got a trap door and if you get three questions wrong they drop you and then this crash mat and then so whoever loses gets dropped but then whoever wins they still just drop them through the bin afterwards and then when i was standing on it it didn't open properly so i went sideways and cracked my elbow and uh, I've got metal plates on my arm, so like, I've got metal. I've got like a metal arm anyway. So I was like, um, so they were, like, you need to go to hospital. And they were like, so I got there, and they're like, what happened? And I was like, I fell into a bin. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> okay. Uh, but then I came back, and then the next time I did it, I dressed up as a bumblebee and got tied to you know Matt Richardson. Uh huh. And um, it was just a, like a dragon race, but I'm like six two and like sixteen stone, and he's like. 5'10 so I just dragged him about for ages <laughs> like he was my little bitch beat it was amazing the best one was uh, I went to you came to see my show this year so uh, I went to Bahrain and ended up accidentally drinking with a war criminal and um, he's on the uh, I mean feel uh, free to tell that full story unless yeah, you're going to do it again and you're actually set I'll do it again but um, yeah I, got, I ended up going to drink with a guy that's on the Interpol war criminal list and um but I flew straight back in to do an episode of CBBC the next day. <laughs> and I was in the green room and the kid was like trying to chat to me. He's like, what'd you go up to last night? And I was like, I don't think you're going to believe me, to be honest, mate. And he was like, what? I was like, oh, I had a pint with a war criminal. And he was just silent. And he was like, I'm going to talk to my mum. No, on you go, mate, on you go. What, what age are we talking here with the kids? Uh, 11, 12. <laughs> so you so. tell... I like this is like a little 11, 12 year old like runs away going, terrorist, terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> but then we still won the episode. So nah. that's all that matters. But yeah, it's, it's good fun. I would recommend doing it if you can so well, well, can get involved in kids daily. war crime i thought you mean war crime i, I don't like, think <laughs> i mean that looks like it would i think after what we've released over the past 40 episodes we'll get nowhere near kids tellies yeah i think this will be the end of my career so it's fun <laughs> when it lasted 70s tv maybe 
See, but, uh, no, not so much now. See what you were talking about uh, a minute ago and fucking dogs, which kind of. <laughs> I, I think Danny was talking about. We brought up the idea of fucking dogs. On Dog Ate My Homework. <laughs> <I think. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first time I met you, this is nothing to do with dogs or fucking dogs, but yeah. you were. We ended up in Hamilton spray tanning oh, a random. The dares. Yeah. Did you get any dares that were just because you did a full show yeah, and a full year of I Dare Raid? Yeah, didn't you? so you could dare me to if you want. So I went to a date Did you? What was the most women. mental fucking dare that you were like never doing that? Um, I got a couple. It was like, um, uh, what's that thing where you get your cock pierced? Prince Albert. Yeah, I was like, I'm not doing that. Uh, I was meant to be getting a kind of Fanta tattooed on my arse. Fuck. And then it was a thing with um, a production company. We were doing things and then it didn't happen. And I was like, thank fuck. Uh, what, the worst one I did was I played uh, Five Asides in Castle Milk. And I didn't know anyone. And the first time someone scored a goal, I had to go up and kiss them on the lips. <laughs> did they know? No. No, no one knew. I didn't know anyone there. Can I so, get context? What was this for? I did a show where you could dare me to it if you wanted. So it was a website. So I'm in four Bollywood films. I went on a date with Scotland's oldest women. Um I wrote a song to get in the top 100 of the charts. I represented Scotland at a sport. Um, what sport? Three-sided football. <laughs> <laughs> so the pitch a hexagon. And it's honestly one of the best things I've ever done. So um, I mess- I found this website and we do three-sided football. I was like, you ever done the international? They're like, no. So I was like, can we organise one? So it was based in London. So it was England uh, against Scotland against Poland because they couldn't find enough Welsh guys. Right? <laughs> so And they all played regularly. So I just te- I put a text out to all my Scottish mates that lived in London. So like my mate Ding playing goals, uh, he played goals. <laughs> he shouted at one point. So you can choose to gang up with a team. So like Poland and Scotland can join together and shoot against England's goal yeah. and whatever. And you change sides every and twenty I minutes. Trust that is obviously what happened. It happened at the start, but then very early on, Matt winning a Scottish stand-up who's playing for the Scotland team. One of the Polish guys passing the ball to shoot the English, and Matt turned around and hammered the ball in the Polish goal. And we're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> so they hated us after that, but uh, it was great at the end. So my mate Ding, uh, who is a police officer now, uh, turned into like Hitler because he kept on shouting, "Attack the Poles! Attack the Poles!" <laughs> and the best thing was we had to put the goals together at the start. And my mate Steve was putting it together, and he couldn't get it. He was like, "I fucking hate Poles!" And they turned around, the Polish team was walking by, and he was like, "Oh, sorry, guys." Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we won. We won, and then we got big cans of Iron Brew and sprayed them up on each other. It was honestly so much fun. I scored the winning goal, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> no big deal, no yeah, big deal. So what else were the, were the what other days did you have to do? The marathon was the worst one I did. did the Edinburgh Marathon. The most I ran before the marathon was 11 miles. Fuck. It was oh, fucking horrific. I what, ran. How long did it take you? Four hours, 37 minutes. Wait, that's actually a fucking decent time. Yeah, but I did the first... But he's 6'2", mate. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. he literally Four walks steps. 10k yeah. in about five yeah. minutes. I did uh, the first half of it. I did in like an hour and 45. Yeah. So the second half I did in three hours. <laughs> like, oh, I was like, I should have just done the half. Like, this is well better. It's honestly, people say it's amazing. Easily the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, that, that's exercise in general. But like, people go up and climb hills and they go, oh, that was like fucking something that I really enjoyed and it was beautiful stuck scenery at the top and you're like, nah, but you had to walk up a hill. Yeah. It sounds strenuous I, and tough and went, fuck that. I went to Spain and did the bull runs and that was quite fun. Uh, the first time I didn't enjoy the second time but the first time it's like it's the most adrenaline thing I've ever done went skydiving did did tons of stuff like that it was dead fun I uh, went to Hamilton Spray Tanner Girl did you that, s- that was that was part of the radio yeah. that was weird that was the first time I met him I was like so I'm just going to try to this uh, salon and go go spray tan do you know if you spray tan someone you're not meant to spray their face did you know that <laughs> I didn't know that she went fucking mental when I was doing it I'm like this is where the radio stopped <laughs> I forgot about that I found the pictures from that recently yeah, yeah it's one of my, my earliest memories of Wait. working in radio just being told that hey, you're going to do that yeah. when you um 
ran off the balls, did anyone get eaten? Well, not eaten, but you know what I mean. Did anyone get Yum, yum, yum. No, did like, it's like Pac-Man. This is, this is a New Zealand version. Like, oh, sorry, I got confused between that and Pac-Man. No, like, did anyone fucking get proper smashed? One, one nah, of- so what happened was uh, I went, I didn't go to Pamplona, which is like the touristy one. So I went to this place called San Sebastian de los Reyes where there's a Scottish guy called Gus who <laughs> of course it is. is like a seasoned veteran bull runner and he was like so he's a thistle fan i know him and he's mental like absolutely fucking mental and i was like can i come bull running with you he was like okay if you i'd buy you by my rules and you take it seriously and all this kind of stuff and i was like yeah so i get over there and turns out tons of people are wearing thistle tops because gus hands them out every year we go for a pint with this guy and he's wearing a thistle top and I was like, who's that? And he was like, that's the mayor. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this, is, then, this is equivalent to uh, the, what is it, Rudy Vata um, giving the mayor of... Is it not the president of Albania? Uh, yeah, he's a massive selfie yeah, yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just like crazy. Yeah. So, so we're, we're sitting and then I sit around with these guys and um, they're like court. All of them have done like 50, 60 runs. One of the guys used to be a bare knuckle boxer in Chicago. <laughs> um, one of the guys works in American Airlines and he gets everyone free flights over. It was... It was like being a cult. I felt like I was Louis through. And then I got quite close to the Bulls. And then the, the American guy, the uh, bare knuckle boxer, got gored twice that year. Oh. And again the next year. And he's written books on bull running and all this kind of stuff. And it was Maybe mad. he likes it. You know he, I mean? they all lo- I can see why. The adrenaline you get is amazing. But, but uh, you wouldn't go back. See if you got fucking gored. You'd be like, nah. I, I, <laughs> gored once should go. Nah, new yeah. one one gore is quite sufficient. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> which is why America didn't pick Al. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know, hell, that's as bad as my Reagan reference in the, <laughs> the Wee Man episode. <laughs> Trying to get rid of a wee bit. Of is there any is there any deals that you didn't do that year that you went fuck? It, I'm going to kind of incorporate that into the next few years of my life. Cause nah, not really. I was quite glad to finish it. To be honest, um, <laughs> just you not having control of your yeah, life. It's, it was one of those things. That, it was originally getting linked with radio and telly and stuff like that and then that didn't happen so I was just self-funding it all so <laughs> I spent a lot of money do you know how much it costs to go to India? fucking a lot you did you much? never fancy just going fuck it I'm going to write a book about this so yes and no that kind of happened but then it's more so the sign language show that I did that people keep on asking me to write a book but then no I think I'll probably bring it back the dare thing because people are interested in it and it's also easy to do that's like this is a pitch for BBC Scotland right now isn't it? No, <laughs> they, they asked me if I was interested again. I was like, nah. Yeah. I've done. I've done enough. I'm. I'm trying to get something. The BBC Scotland channel is interesting. I'd like to get something on it, but also I just like paying my bills. So any kind of works good. So mm-hmm. is this cash or is this invoice? Yeah, I definitely will. Uh, your checks on the mail. 12,000 12, New Zealand dollars yeah. is like. <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. I'm going to New Zealand yeah. in May. That's good. I can we'll, buy one Wendy's. We'll pay you in studio time, mate. Because right. we know you hate your, your new things yeah, yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. I think I now present the Drive Time Show on Capital. Is that <laughs> No one knows who does that yet. <laughs> Surprise, yeah. dared me. Okay. Well, you, you mentioned the, the, the Deaf Show there, the Deaf Comedy yeah, Fam well, one. Shino fucking butchered it at the start uh, as well. He did. He, uh, I remember that. I nailed it. So you're you're the first comedian in the world then. Yeah. Yeah. To ever do a simultaneous uh, show where you have sign language and verbal spoken word. Absolutely nailed it. That's what I was going to say. And it's fucking amazing because you do half of it in sign language, don't you? And then the other half is a video of you doing sign language. Uh, third, and you do yeah, it. so it's like three thirds. So um, <clears throat> it's backstory is mum and dad are both deaf, so I grew up learning sign language. And when I did the Dare show at the Fringe 2015, um, there was three and a half thousand shows only seven were in sign language interpreted like with an interpreter so i was like that doesn't seem right so i did, I had two of them so i was like right i'll try sign my own show there's my mate and paul he was like you should 
do this. This is your USP, which is a very wanky thing. So I, t- I spoke to Frankie Boyle about it. And he was like, that sounds amazing. And then he spoke about it on the Scroobius Pip podcast. And this was before I'd even decided I was doing it. So he name-checked me, said I was doing it. And I was, <laughs> and I was like, okay, bluff has been called. <laughs> and then so I did an interview where I said I was going to sign it all. And that went, uh, <clears throat> Jay Rich from Glasgow Live did an article on it. And then it got lots of shares. So you were basically, before you actually did it, you were... Forcing myself into it, yeah. Yeah, you were like creating all these fucking so, things. To make sure I did it yeah. because it's so hard to do. So, And what happened was um, I did I did a radio show, uh, Radio Scotland. I can't remember what I was doing. And then straight after, they were like, we heard you're doing this sign language show. Do you want to do a video about it, talking about what you're doing and sign a little bit? And I was like, I was really hungover and I looked like shit. So I was like, yeah, okay. I hadn't showered yet. So I did a video. And then that day I was driving down to Cheltenham for my mate's wedding the next day. And it's in the middle of nowhere. And then I got Wi-Fi at nine o'clock and they've put this video up in the morning. It's got 260,000 uh, views by this point. Fuck. And every single comment was positive. And it was like, come here, come, this is amazing, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, fuck, I better do this. <laughs> like, and that's how I ended up doing the Singham show. The first time I did it was in Glasgow and people drove down from Dundee to come and see it. Cause, and then it went from there. Do you freestyle the sign language or did you could you sign freestyle the sign language or do you have to like rehearse it and stuff is it how do you do that bits and both so the first half of the show so when I, t- I toured it so i did a uk tour i went to australia went to new zealand with it um the first half is the first 20 minutes i don't speak i only sign and there's a voiceover and the first minute i don't speak at all so all i say i go in and sign i just talk about how awkward all the hearing people are uh, and signing to all the deaf people and they're laughing <laughs> and all the hearing people are looking around going what the fuck is happening and then do the voiceover and then i do a video where i'm on an interpreter and then at the interval i put my twitter handle up and my facebook one and people send me in questions about having deaf parents or stuff they want to know. And then we come back out and that's how we start the second show. So I'm freestyling all that, which is hard because you're performing in two languages at the same time and you're thinking on your feet. And then when it's material that I've done a lot, I can sign and speak at the same time. So that's all right. But the Q&A is great because you get all kinds of weird questions. My favourite one was um, Glasgow Stand, my Glasgow tour date. I went, yeah, I got a question. Do deaf people wear hearing aids when having sex? And I was like, I don't know. I, I've never asked. Deaf person sitting in the front row, so I signed to him. I was like, do deaf people wear hearing aids when having sex? And he replied straight away, no, I don't like hearing fanny farts. And I was like, <laughs> I was like well, fucking hell. And then I saw a deaf woman getting explained what a fanny fart was by a daughter sitting behind her. And I was like, this is art. Yeah. This is definitely art. I believe that's the anecdote you told when you were on the one show talking about uh, this. Well, <laughs> I, I had a list of things I wasn't allowed to mention on the one show. Santa. You're not allowed to mention Santa on the one show um, because kids might see it. Right, um, is he not? They're not allowed to say that he's real or not real. He was like, "We don't want to get into that debate." So I was told I couldn't talk about Santa. I was told I couldn't say the word pervert. Wait, was this around Christmas time or was it just? This was April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was told. Oh, man, it's a bit uh, awkward. Isn't so it? I was I was on holiday in Portugal and uh, I was about to fly back, and then they phoned me and went, "Do you want to come on the one show tomorrow?" And I was like, "I watched it." I was like, "Do I? I never watched the one show." So I was like, "I'll phone you back." So I was meant to be flying back to Glasgow that day. So I said to my wife. I was like, do I want to do one show? And I googled it, and it was like, um, how many viewers does one show get on a Wednesday? And it was six to seven million. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And <laughs> were, you, then, were you aware of what the premise of the one show was, at least before yeah, you yeah, done I, it? I, yeah, I was aware like, of the concept. Like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, I was aware of the concept. That's why you walked in with your big soccer FM t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I flew over, and I didn't know who any of the guests were. And um, I got in to the studio. So I'd, I also, I'd only had my holiday clothes. So I'd like shorts and stuff like that. So I had to get one of my mates in London to give me clothes for it. And then... Um, 
I because I got in from the airport at like four and then I was I had to be at the studio for six and then I get in and I was like who else is on the show tonight and they're like um, it's you Frank Skinner and the cast of Strictly and I was like <laughs> what like, <laughs> how has this been booked and then they were like oh by the way um, Frank wants his own dressing room so you're gonna have to share with the cast of Strictly oh, <laughs> now, you bastard so I walked in I've never felt fatter or paler in all of my life <laughs> I was just sitting there in the corner who like, was on Strictly that time like it was that was this year so it was like Ote and Ote was the only one I'd met before. And then, like, the AJ guy and all... They were doing the professionals tour. So I was just, it was just such a surreal thing. And then I went on, chatted about my show for seven minutes. And then if you look at the iPlayer, um, supposedly I'm the only person, like, really, that's not in the end of credits uh, picture. So you're meant to wait till the end to get... But my mates were like, do you want to come to the pub? So <laughs> by the time the episode finished, I was already having a pint. And they were like, oh, that's a bit of shit. Yeah, it, was, it was weird. It was weird. What's your Twitter notifications like when you... You are on because you were on BBC News as well at early morning. Yeah, yeah. Was I, I can't remember if it was this year or late last year. That was last year. It was the last day of Fringe, so I went down. That was when the uh, no, the Sky News. So BBC News was good. Um, I sold like three hundred tour tickets that day, just straight away off the back of that. Wow. Um, it was really good. Sky News was brilliant because the girl when uh, Sarah Jane Me, the redhead last day, presented Sky News. Yeah. She was like, um, "So if your mum and dad are deaf, does that mean you can read Braille?" And I was like, "No, because they can see." So <laughs> and then there was just this big, really awkward pause. But that was the day that Prince Harry announced that Meghan Markle was pregnant. So we're sitting in the green room, and they came in, and they were like, "We're going to cut one of you. One of you can't because we need to go to who was the other one? Um, a woman who was doing a paper review." And nah, get her to yeah, fuck. Came in yeah, and yeah, we're gonna get, get ready. And she stormed out, fucking raging. Was it? Oh, then, please tell me it was Julie Hartley Brewer. No, no, it wasn't. But even, even better, she'd left her jacket. So <laughs> me and the other person were like, she left her jacket. And then about two minutes later, she just stormed back in, grabbed her jacket, and left. I was like, this is amazing. It really fucks with a storm out, yeah. doesn't it? But the the one show, Twitter and Facebook just blow up after that kind of thing because like, it all comes up, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like five million views uh, straight away, and then people just jump on it. It was so fun to do though. What was the what were the mental VTs? Do you remember? Cause I can't say I watched the one show, but I know everything about it, and yeah. I fucking love that clip of Mel Brooks when he's on yeah, it. It's like, tremendous. When he, he just, I, it's I, not I so much. I, watched, I don't watch the one show, but I think I watched that it's one. It's not well. so much that he loses the plot, whereas he, it's just genuine confusion yeah. in this guy, where he's just like, "What is this TV show?" Like? All of the bits that I was there for, it started off at the cast of Strictly, where he got interviewed, and then it was a young girl. Finding out she passed her grade 8 piano thing. <laughs> and then it was Frank Skinner and me. And then it was an old man going to try find the grave of his uh, wartime grandpa who died. And then I'd left. So I don't know, I don't know what was the rest of it. <laughs> they don't know they found it. <laughs> oh, you missed the seance where they found <laughs> yeah. it. Grandpa. Just, and it. What a show though. Yeah, it's fucking mental. Have you Alan Partridge rip off of it this oh, year? It was very great. funny, yeah. Actually, i seen that as well. Did you? So was that the first time that your parents... Had seen you do live comedy then? Uh, no, that was the Dare show when it was signed. Yeah, that was the first one they came to, and then they didn't really know what because like mom and dad would never have been to comedy before, so and they, they would really... have probably think, "Is he actually that funny?" Yeah, well, I remember my dad always used to ask me how many people were at the gigs. That was always his thing, and I'd be like, and then I did a tour support quite early on, and then I'd be, so it'd be like twenty, forty, a hundred, and then one day I was like, my dad was like. How many people at the gig last night? I was like two thousand, and then he never asked me again. He was like, <laughs> yeah. he, was like he must be all right. He's made that. <laughs> <laughs> and then because I've just done Frankie Boyle's tour, and that was see getting played to like I think the smallest audience we played to was fifteen hundred. Fucking so hell. a night, it's just a fucking joy. And you get <laughs> we did Dundee. Frankie's opening line was, "It's nice to be playing Dundee for the final time." <laughs> 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 it's great. What's the 
like see just spending time with someone that like people thinks a Scottish icon in comedy. Yeah. You know, well, you're just sitting asking Hunters of questions. Well, I thought you were saying, cool? do you not ask the same question to Frankie about me? Is that not what it was? No, uh, no, no, of Am course I not. Am I not an icon? No. Uh, uh, you know that I tweeted out during the Edinburgh Fringe that you were my second favourite comedian called Ray. Yeah, who's the other one? Mearns. <laughs> ah, oh, yeah. To be fair, he's a big fat legend. Uh, yeah, it's just co- That's a good thing about comedy is that you can turn up to the stand and do your third gig and be on the same bill as Kevin Bridges or Gary Little or uh, Frankie Boyle or Gary Tank Commander. And they are people that you'll have grown up watching, but comedy, it's not like music where once you get to a certain level, you never do any of the smaller gigs. You still go back and do them. I remember maybe I was about two years in and I did Kevin Bridges and Friends and it was Bridges comparing, Frankie opened, I was in the middle and Guy Tank Commander closed. And they're the three biggest comedians yeah. that I was Sloss would be the other one. And I was just like, what the fuck? I felt like I was on the Make-A-Wish. My, like, uh, my first Red Raw at Edinburgh was the Daniel Sloss was there. And he was just like the nicest human being. And then I think I'd done Glasgow maybe about nine months later. Did you do stand up, Daddy? Yeah, yeah. I've I didn't it. know this. Yeah. I'd when? Uh, when was my first gig? It'd been about ooh, 2012, 2011. And I stopped about five years after just because I was really lazy. So, how many gigs did you do? Uh, I've probably done, I don't know, about 30 or 40. We wouldn't have gigged together, would we? I can't, I don't think so. No, that's no. Good. I felt rude as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, you were there for five of them, right? <laughs> that, that's the thing is that I, I don't expect anyone to remember me, but Daniel Slosser, at that point, it wasn't like America big, but yeah. I think he just started doing uh, Conan, Conan O'Brien. Conan, yeah, he would have yeah. started Conan by then. So, uh, he was so nice to me. He gave me like the nicest advice, and because I think I was quite nervous, and he said, "Like, go on stage, take the mic out of the stand, walk the mic, the stand yeah, up to the back yeah, of the stage." Yeah. He says, "That's only two or three seconds, but it feels like ten minutes, and you're settled and you're yeah. cool." And it always stuck with me. And then about nine months later, I gigged. I can't remember if it was Edinburgh, Glasgow, but it remembered me and like remembered my name and was like dead nice and dead sweet. And uh Aye, it was kind of, I don't know why I stopped. I'm booked up, I'm doing uh, Red Raw. Next year? Next year, aye. Class. So. You're going. We should go. Uh, I'm probably going to heckle him. Because I, I don't want, uh, don't give me that fucking look. Have you ever had any like proper hecklers that have like fucked you over? Not really. I think. You'll never win. It totally depends. You can get good heckles, you can get bad heckles, or you can get heckles that you just can't deal with. And that's people that are too fucked. So even if you put them down, it doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> they don't yeah. understand yeah. it anyway. Like... And sometimes if you can see, especially like, see if you heckle Danny, right? Say Danny's done five minutes already and the crowd like him. Yeah. If you heckle him, they'll turn on you. Yeah. They won't turn well, on him. And, and I honestly think, I, like I was joking about heckling you, because I think as soon as someone heckles someone, you're like, get to fuck. This man is like, like t- got the balls to get on the stage yeah, yeah. and actually have a go at saying, and you're hiding in the shadows going, I've got a funny liner. But the first time I, technically the first time I met you, was at the stand. Do you remember that? No. So I was on a date, and oh yeah, <laughs> you wore a New Zealand top to the stand. Yeah, because I, I was like brand new to Scotland, had a curly moustache. Yeah, because I didn't know you even worked here or anything like that this time. Yeah. Nah, and I had an By the way, this is fast becoming the first time I met Ray podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, he, he was like, "Is anyone from anywhere else?" And the person next to me, who I, I haven't seen since, was kind of was like, this your date at the time? Yeah, it was like don't. Don't say you. Don't say. Please don't say anything. I was like New Zealand, and then you just fucking loved it. Um, and she never saw me again. So. I remember slagging you quite a lot. Just yeah. talking about how you'd kept your best New Zealand shirt to go out on a Saturday night and all this good <laughs> stuff. And then I went over. And I was like, "What are you doing here?" And then you told me about 
where you worked and I was like oh fuck I'm going to see this guy all the time <laughs> <laughs> but I'll never give him tickets again <laughs> nah, heckling is just I had it you'll have it all the time I had it once at Red Raw and it wasn't so much a heckle as the girl Chris Forbes was a compere good guy and she was just steaming she was fucked and he could tell immediately that she was an idiot and the guy like the technician guy came through the back and just said look just let you know there's an arsehole in the front row it goes one of two ways if you ignore her and she keeps making noise we'll kick it out if you engage with her it's on you you've yeah, engaged yeah, yeah. it's fucking on you and i was like i'm confident enough i'm gonna try <laughs> this i feel ready for this so i just, i was about a minute and in my set and she started talking she wasn't heckling she was just talking really loudly and i kind of stopped and i says you're right everything okay and she kind of mumbled something back and i says look and i've ha- I had this line prepared for years i had like, my heckle line it was like one of the first things that i'd wrote when i started doing stand-up and she said something and I went, look, I only studied the language of a fuckwit up to a standard grade level so I don't understand what you're saying, which I thought was quite funny and the crowd quite enjoyed it. And she then at that point just went, you are a very rude man. What? the content of your character. And I was like, but I, I was like well... I'm not, I've waited six months to do this gig, so I'm not the rude person yeah. right now. And again, the crowd are kind of like, yeah, woo. And, uh, and then some guy in the audience shouted, get to fuck. And I was like, what, me or her? And he's like, no, her, her. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Such validation. <laughs> and I, I got, at that point, the whole crowd, like, I was like, oh, that'd be a good football chant, eh, get to it. And the whole place, the whole place, and it's like the, the final moment of my stand-up was the whole place going, get to fuck, get to fuck. And the boss of the stand at that point came over, like waving his arms, telling me to stop. And then they escorted her out. And I was like, that was cool. Like, fuck the rest of my set. Yeah, was, yeah you can't come back from after that. that. Yeah, but I enjoyed that moment. But people would have remembered that. Yeah, well, it's the only time I, people I, I ever came up afterwards and said nice things. Well done for getting rid of that fuck with. Um, I've got a question. That yeah. I, I asked Stephen this. I, I keep mentioning him. And I said, should I ask this? And I think it was like six months ago. Okay. How how do your mum and dad communicate in the dark? Like this is this this genuinely popped into my head. See, deaf people they wouldn't, because they wouldn't really, yeah, they wouldn't. They'd um, yeah, you'd need a light on. Like everything about our house is one of those things. So that's what I think made my show better than it should have been. Is that people are fascinated by little things. So like our doorbell, we'd have a flash, so you would know that. Or we'd a fax machine until like two thousand five. <laughs> Because mum and dad couldn't take phone calls and things visual. like that. Yeah, um, subtitles always on the telly, um, vibrating alarm clocks. Yeah. Um, instead of ones that make noise, you put it under your pillow and it goes. Um, so yeah, in the dark, you wouldn't really. So what would? And quite a lot of times, see if my mum's in the kitchen. And I'm coming in. Um, she, I would switch the light on and off so she knows I'm there. Because otherwise, I just walk up behind her tap and she fucking <laughs> shits. <into her. laughs> so it's little things like that. Um, and people always ask you about the worst thing about having deaf parents. The worst thing, easily, is my dad shouting from another room knowing that I can't shout back to him. So I would have to go and see him. Yeah. And then he'd always be like, nah, it doesn't matter. And just fuck <laughs> me all the time. It was so annoying. And th- you have a sister? I've got a sister and a brother, yeah. So I'm the middle child. See, when you were like, fighting when you were younger, like proper yep. balling at each other, did you just get away with it? Yeah, so I talked about this from uh, the second part of the tour recently, that um, if me and my brother were fighting... We could make as much noise as we wanted. But if one of us fell over or something like that and there was like a thud, you can feel the vibrations through the house. So yeah, right. my mum and dad would know we are fighting, right? And then me and my brother, age about 11 or 12, realised that my mum and dad had a double bed and there's a mattress on it. 
So if we fight on that and one of us falls over, it's protected. So you don't feel that thud. So if we were arguing, we would just walk single file up to our dad's bedroom <laughs> and punch fuck out of each other and then come back out after it's like nothing had happened. So I told that story in Ipswich. A deaf woman came up to me after the show and she started signing to me. And she was like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I was like, what's up? She went, um, I've got two boys, both of them hearing age 14 and 12. And sometimes they go into my room and come out 10 minutes later sweating. And I thought they were fucking each other. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just standing there. I was like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> Norfolk in a nutshell. Yeah, no, I was like, it had to be Ipswich, didn't it? It was class. So you've obviously just had a, a new child. Yes, a new child. <laughs> You're nailing yeah. this. This is kind of yeah. like the introduction now. Yeah, this is like the intro again. A new child, uh, not teach, an old child. Is it a boy or a girl? It's a boy. Are you going to teach him how to sign, obviously? Right. Yeah, so my mum and dad will do it. So um, already uh, my dad's talking about uh, little ways of doing it and my mum's saying it's actually really easy with a baby because you would do that anyway. You would do like food and all the kind of basic signs and build from it. I don't ever remember learning sign language. So my mum and dad taught me, my brother and my sister who are growing up, so they'll do that. So he'll learn some sign language. I think it's good to know another language as well. Yeah. See, is, see is learnings. There, sorry, is there, is there, there are more than one like versions or there's more than one language of sign language isn't there yeah yeah so it's different all over the world so like new zealand is 68 percent similar to british sign language so australia is 81 percent, but new zealand 68 percent. so there's obviously regional variations of signs so and i'm going to new zealand to my sign language show i might get an interpreter on stage rather than me signing it because if i'm if i'm getting a third wrong it doesn't really work yeah. um so like uh, i'll do this on camera so this means sex in britain but in Australia, this means Coca-Cola. <laughs> so, like, my first day in Australia, I was like, fucking hell, they're so friendly here. <laughs> um, and then American Sign Language is all one-handed, so it's completely ineligible. You can't understand it. Um, uh, Irish Sign Language is one-handed. <laughs> During the Fringe this year, there was an Irish guy in the front row. I was like, why is Irish Sign Language one-handed? Uh, and he went, so you could hold a pint in the other. <laughs> and I, was like, so I don't think that's the reason. But one day in the end of our festival last year, I was signing in British Sign Language. Um, there was someone... Um, uh, a Australian uh, taking it in an Australian sign language a British sign language converting it into Australian sign language in their head and then they had a deaf friend who they were signing in American to them so they were they were watching a British sign language taking it in and maybe Australian British sign language translating it into American sign language and the Brazilian person was then translating the American sign language into Brazilian sign language in his own head to get the joke so the show was happening like five different languages at once and the guy God bless him was laughing about 20 seconds after every punchline <laughs> and at one point that's how I found out what was happening because I was like mate what the fuck is wrong with you and he told me and I was like this is actually amazing like yeah. you should just give me some sort of award now and then but mate uh, you need a Netflix show uh, yeah, I signed my life away to a different one, which was stupid. Uh, but no, we Amazon um, Prime. Yeah, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, um, can you actually? Was, yeah, it was also on Virgin Atlantic for a while. Wait, wait, go back. So where can you watch it on Amazon Prime? If you type in Def Comedy Fam Amazon Prime, yeah, you can like. watch it there. You can watch it on Next Up as well. And you, if you Virgin Atlantic, I think it's on there for a little bit. It was, it was on the STV player for a bit as well. Um, during the fringe, are you yeah. allowed to disclose not how much because that's too personal, but like just how much you give up of that? Is it just they now own it and can do whatever the fuck they want with it? Yeah, or? so I didn't have an agent. Well, I didn't really have an agent at the time, so I think the deal I've got is way worse than I should have had, mm. <laughs> but um, not too much. There's other things that are kind of I'm working on, and you can actually get like so. I've signed a thing that I'm working on, a writing thing, and it's only 18 months. And then if after that 18 months they need to pay me more or I get to go elsewhere. So it's it's, it's all right for that kind of stuff. So is there going to be more shows on Amazon Prime? Did you sign away like, uh, like no, the no, next so three or four no, shows? No, it was just they record it, we film it, goes on Amazon 
and then we'll see what happens with that. And then they asked to do my most recent show, but I don't really want to do that. I've got an idea for my next show that I'd rather keep for then. And then, because I try, I like to do shows that are a bit different because there's three and a half thousand comedy shows at the fringe. Like, how do you pick what you're going to go see? And also, because I've toured, I've built up a reasonable small fan base, but you can go back. Like, the fact, my last tour date, I was in Manchester in the Lowry. That's you spit at me. <laughs> I thought I'd hate the Larry. I just found Manchester really funny. <laughs> and uh, just be able to like go down there and it's like quite a prestigious theatre and just selling it out is like fucking lovely. It, fe- amazing. it feels amazing. It does. That's the really enjoyable part of it. And the thing about it as well is it is such a worthwhile, like you when you tell people about it, because I've told heaps of people, like yeah. he does stand up comedy, but it's in sign language as well. And when you say that, like people go, Shit, why has that not been around for ages? Yeah, yeah. And you go, I, I don't know. He's, I think, as far as I know, he's the only one that does it. So I, honestly, I, I I take the piss, but I, I hope, I wish nothing but success for this and you, and all the projects you do because it's so fucking worthwhile. And people if, who if don't get comedy. Tickets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is just so I get the free tickets. But yeah. like people that don't normally get to consume comedy. Yeah, we had over 800 deaf people come to our first comedy show. That's fucking Things like a woman, so it was during the first time I did The Fringe and then um, the second time we showed and a woman came up to me and she was like crying after the show and I was like, it wasn't that shit. And then, <laughs> but she was like, thank you, because this is the first time ever at the Edinburgh Festival I've been able to go to a show any day of the week. Because usually an interpretive performance is just one Tuesday or Sunday, but she was like, I can go any day. And I was like, yeah, I'd never thought about that. Even stuff like getting guide dogs in the room, and like hearing dogs to the death and just letting them sit. In, I, I used to let them sit on the stage. And then one time I was doing a punchline and the dog yawned. And I was like, well, you can fuck <laughs> off, mate. Back to the cheap seats, man. Let, let me ask you this, right? So you pioneered it. At least we all think you did. Yeah, I mean, yeah there could yeah. be someone somewhere in the world that's done it. There's not, but yeah. <laughs> you've checked. <laughs> yeah, is there any copycats out there now? I got a. Uh, so if you if you're a big comedy fan, you'll know that um, mid to late two thousands Edinburgh Festival really popular to talk about your dad dying. Right, that was like the trendy thing. Lots of comics did it. People won awards doing it. Um, I did the Sing Lime show for the first time in 2017 in 2018 three people messaged me to see if I was okay with them doing sign language in their show and, and were you? Uh, I was like yeah but none of them did it because it's too hard to do so they all thought about it but I was like I'm the new dead dad <laughs> like that's what it is but yeah it's really hard because you have to write it in English translate it in sign language lose things like wordplay match up the timings of it it's a fucking nightmare so unless you've grown up with that language skill you'll really struggle which is why I think I was the first person to do it Nice. So you've not got to look at it from a perspective of this is an amazing thing growing as a you know community versus these cunts might take some of my revenue because yeah, so I need to you, corner got, this first. You've got a combination of the two. You've got a lot more people using uh, sign language interpreters. So the first day of Frankie's tour this year, the sign language interpreter. Um, comics like Ashling B and Joe Lysett, um got in touch to say they saw my show and then now they were getting interpreters. We were talking before the show. Ashling B is the girl that's been, or the comedian that is now in a Hollywood film. Yeah, she's been yeah, in that Swedish. thing with Paul Rudd on Netflix. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. She's sound as fuck. Lovely, lovely person. I called it a Hollywood film. It's a TV show on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> what a climb down. Uh, but yeah, so she's using interpreters. So it's a big, there's a big market out there. I know where I'm currently talking on a podcast to deaf people. Um, which is a bit of a fucking oxymoron but <laughs> there is it's, it's just cool to see more people doing things that make things more accessible because that's the way the world's going isn't it absolutely mate it's uh you know hat, hat off to you i don't have a hat on but nah. shana you usually have a hat on but you don't today i can't put the headphones on with a hat ah i just and this is um a bit uh, of a sidestep from what we've been talking about I've got a beard at the moment. You've got a beard. Yep. What are your thoughts? You met me when I first had a moustache. I'm thinking about shaving the beard no, and having a moustache again. 
You look like a fucking nonce when you do that, so don't do that. <laughs> he, he looks like Homer Simpson when he has it. No, 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 not the moustache. If I shave completely, I look like Homer. But if I don't and keep the curly moustache... So, what I've now found out is, this is just a vanity project so we can compliment him. Is that pretty yeah. much what it is? Can we all just start that 10 minutes that I paid you for to say nice things to me? No. no. What do you think, Daddy? What do you think of you? Uh, I, I don't give a shit, is my honest answer. But you you have an opportunity to take him down right now in our dictionary quiz. Uh, I yeah. So like okay, I didn't listen this far, so I don't know what this is. So let's see. That's a quiz, well, right? Let's, let's, do it. Oh, oh, don't don't worry, most of the other listeners won't either. So <laughs> we'll let, let's just let the jingle do the talking. Uh, boobs and wellies and bums and jazz. What does it mean? The Urban Dictionary Quiz. Hello and welcome to the Urban Dictionary Quiz. <laughs> <laughs> does that theme tune come in tune? Uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> that is I've nailed it. That see, time. normally I I say we need to sing that or redo it, and they're like, nah, that's the thing. And I'm glad someone else has hit them up. To be it. fair, my day job is being a producer, so I really don't want to do that. <laughs> plus, plus you're gripe is with the use of the word there not the fact that there's no melody or tone or it just tracks better when you get rid of that i know it's your brand i won't fucking my piece i usually do it in acapella try and mix it up this time so good that no one else gets this far in the episode (laughs) (laughs) we say the same things every day can't wait for the stormzy remix eh? (laughs) so uh yeah just to explain the rules of the urban diet it's very self-explanatory i'm going to read out a word from the urban dictionary um you'll be up against shane because it's always shane that you're up against for some reason James plays the role of the judge. He decides who's the closest. Okay. And you give us your best guess of the definition. We'll read it out and James decides who gets a point. How many will we do of these? We'll do three. Okay. No one's beat Shane yet. <laughs> no one's beat Shane. And as you know. They always wait. somehow end up in a draw, weirdly. Like <laughs> Danny's organised the quiz that's the worst quiz in the world because no one can win it. So you, this is episode 40 or something like that. Do you do this every time? Nah, nah this is like six the fourth time. Right, okay, I was going to yeah. say. We started that about four episodes ago. <laughs> this, this is what we call the dead segment. Yeah. <laughs> this is the bit that just yeah. goes. This is what you call, we want to get to an hour, but we need content. <laughs> so, let's do it. Normally this comes straight after all the mental health and depression chat, and I'm like, fucking live. Oh, we need to, live need to bring it up a wee bit. Because he's not spoken yeah. in about 25 minutes, so we need to give him something to do. I just go read a book. <laughs> so you, you can read. Your, op- your options, Ray, are you play this game, or you get sad very quickly, and we could just talk about mental health instead let's play the game <laughs> <laughs> right so <Bums> and willies. <laughs> <laughs> that's also the theme tune for the mental health talk that we <laughs> and the dog ate my homework <laughs> <laughs> right so the first term uh, I'll let Ray have the first punt on what fuck and roll is oh okay see he's into fucking it fucking roll I think it's when you have sex with someone they fall asleep and then you just roll them over to the other side of the bed like in friends okay fine i'm with that shane yeah i think that's quite a reasonable guess but i would like to imagine you're on top of a hill right a grassy knoll and you that's you, also not a hill a grassy I'm knoll sorry, is not a hill it's sl- literally the fucking opposite <laughs> what is where, Fuck where jfk got nuts. fucking shot from <laughs> so you're, that, that monroe you know from a, the sniper up there an incline you're having sex at the top you start at the top and hopefully you finish by the bottom and if you don't you eat a fucking square sausage roll uh, <sighs> are we meant to do these as stupid answers no 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 that's not the don't say <laughs> a stupid answer Mr. fucking roll someone you, over you probably should because yeah. he gets a point yeah let, <laughs> let me read out fucking roll uh, eat that gun when fucking on top of a mountain <laughs> <laughs> yes or a grassy knoll or a grassy knoll yeah. the sex is so good you trip and roll down the side of the mountain 
it gets deeper and deeper as you roll faster and faster. <laughs> Although, can I just say that the word mountain is spelled incorrectly? <laughs> it's also the plot of Sound of Music 2. <laughs> the hills are up. <laughs> oh, yeah! And we'll get a nice square sausage at the end. <laughs> One that was Shane. To be yeah, fair, I take that too seriously. The, 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 the square sausage I just was trying to hedge my bets because I was like, if it's anyway role related and it's a Scottish thing. Oh, I, I didn't get that. Nah, mm. You fucked it. I just thought you were trying to make us happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Shane, you can get the first guess at the second word, which is the Wichita Barn Burner. The Wichita oh, Barn Jesus. Burner. Jesus. That's a tricky one, eh? Like, I can't think of anything sexy around that. All right, so you are. Uh, you're having sex, right? And in the process of the intercourse, at some stage before you finish, I'd like to say towards the end, you fart and light it on fire. And then you've got to try and finish inside the person. And, <laughs> and I, that was a that was a stretch. I was going, fucking hell, how can we put fire into sex? I, so what is it? The Wichita barn burner. That's a tricky one. It's when... Um, you have sex with the Chiquita lady, um, but the friction of the bananas is so powerful it burns down the establishment you're in. Oh, that's a good answer. That's a very good answer. <laughs> well, there's, there's two definitions to the Wichita barn burner. The I'd, I'd say number two, Ray got the closest to it. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. So the first definition of the Wichita barn burner is the act of using Tabasco sauce as anal lube during anal sex. Oh. After climax, fuck's sake! After I climax, used to have a career. <laughs> no, I'm, this none of you are the fucking one show. Listen, <laughs> do you want me to do it in the voice of that Alex Jones? Yeah. Hello, and none of your audience the... listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. Welcome to the Urban Day. Oh, it's not Welsh accent. No, I'll never do that, that ever again. So after climax, the Tabasco sauce and other liquids are then felt out that's the witchy or <laughs> or the second definition of the wichita barn burner an individual who burns barns in wichita <laughs> <laughs> i'll take it that yeah. i think that might be wichita possibly oh just, never would have got it be pedantic. <laughs> no it's but it's, we'll give ray the right, point let's for see some, this yeah, some, oh, there was some oh, flames oh, in that fucking yeah. stretching yeah right. Right. Do, I, do i need to get a tension bed for the end yeah of get a t- james oh. has never ever got a tension bed until about <laughs> Five minutes after, so I got the big guys like the podcast is well, like, So this is possibly this is the pinnacle of this game. This might be the last one we ever do because it's my favourite thing ever. So the word is the heezy wheezy teasy. <laughs> Four separate words: the heezy wheezy teasy. Who's first? Uh, Ray, you can go. Oh, first. I'm the guest. Okay, the heezy wheezy teasy. Okay, when. This isn't going to be right. Say it again. The heezy, wheezy, teasy. And can and you I, spell that? I have. So, yeah, can you. <laughs> There's maybe some Z's and E's in there. <laughs> uh, I probably can use it in a sentence. I'll even use the Urban Dictionary example of it being used in a sentence. Okay. So, your father is the heezy, wheezy, teasy, and so is your mother, brother's stupid bitch hoe. Well, that doesn't help yeah. that like completely <laughs> yeah. through. If anything, that's literally what I thought it might be. So I'll, I'll add some like I don't know. I'll add some fucking a fancy word here. If either of you even get close to this, I have five pounds in my wallet that will happily hand over. Okay. Heezy wheezy teasy. It's when someone with asthma teabags someone from Weezer. <laughs> 
Fuck me. I honestly just wrote down asthma. <laughs> I was like, Is that things you're going to get to get out of this podcast? By the way, f- funny answers. The funniest answer will win, but don't get the fiver. Right, that's fine. I'm going with that. All right. I don't think this is funny. I'm going for like, I'm going for the jugular. I'm going for the accurate one. Basically, I think it's when you have a, a crush on someone's father who's got asthma or you masturbate over someone's dad and it make you go so hard you run out of breath you become breathless and potentially die right okay so the, the easy wheezy teasy is a fat ugly stupid bastard who sucks cock for dizzle wizzle my kizzle pizzle <laughs> and none of you got it right <laughs> funnily enough yeah <laughs> but now, there, there has to be a winner doesn't there Aye, and just because the winner has to come back, I'm going to make the winner Ray, so he's stuck. Yes! <laughs> yes. So he's, uh, my first loss! That, yes! This is how we keep you here forever. You win the Urban and, Dictionary yeah. quiz. <laughs> Stephen, if you're listening, which you probably won't be, <laughs> this is your new soccer <laughs> FM, buddy. Hey, I'm in, like, his intros all the time. That's why I used to listen to it. You, you love our broth as well, don't yeah. you? Yeah. What about... The Needham Warriors will be getting a lot of exposure <laughs> on Soccer <laughs> FM. It must be gutting first losing to England and now this. It's been a bad couple of weeks for you, Shane, isn't it? It is, it is upsetting. But you know what? You did. You're you're a stand up comic. You you've been on the one show. You're not a bad guy to lose to. You're wearing the one show. Imagine how undignified this is. <laughs> Put that okay, on this your is, This is what I played in the green room with the strictly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Listen, we'll, we'll end it there. But for that's any- the peak. That's the peak. <laughs> I was going to let you plug your uh, Glasgow comedy show. We yeah. do actually have listeners for it. Yeah. Come on, I'm doing the Tron Theatre, which is like a big theatre. Uh, so that's on the 29th of March, uh, the weekend bef- before I'm in Bratislava with my mates. So I might still be a bit fucked. So come down and watch it. I'm definitely going. So I think you should too. Um, I'm willing to give someone from New Zealand a free ticket, but not Shane. So <laughs> if you are a Kiwi listening to this, that's not Shane's brother. He fucking tongued. Um, <laughs> It didn't tongue. We just we just kissed on the mouth. <laughs> it's the fact that you have to put an asterisk after that. <laughs> well, at least you didn't bring up the tea bag. That's all. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. Shane, you talked yourself out a ticket because you are the heezy wheezy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Ray on, t- on the 29th of March, yep. you're coming to the show. So are you free on the 12th of March? Uh, no. Oh, for fuck's sake! Can you say you are? Yes. Yeah, and on the 12th of March, you will be at Broadcast watching Drug Therapy Live at the Glasgow Comedy Festival, obviously. No, there's a chance I might be in Australia. Uh, well, but even are, you, are you live show? Are you uh, Facebook Live or anything? We weren't planning to. Mate, mate. We don't know anything that we're doing yet. We've just filled in a form and we'll figure out the rest as we go. So what's, along. what's the plan for it? No idea. Yeah, we don't know. We'll, we'll, I, want, I kind of want to rap Battle Shane. Easy. Aye. Fucking easy. You rap battle and I don't because <laughs> <laughs> I, I immediately take back that challenge because you're probably quite good at it. And then you sign language nah. it and every fucking. I uh, if I'm there, well. if I'm in here, I would like to go to it because uh, quite a lot of times when someone goes do you want to do a podcast on a Wednesday night, you go nah. But this has been a lot more fun than I thought it would have been. And I went to your fucking podcast. And that's I that's a review. It'll yeah. go in the poster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better than I thought it would have been. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and do you know what? I genuinely meant it. <laughs> and it kind of mirrors what's already on there in the yeah. poster. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're the 12th, you're the 28th. 29th. 28th. 
28th plus one. I did this to Rachel Jackson as well, didn't I? I was yeah. like, yeah, it's Friday for Rachel Jackson. It was like what, Tuesday yeah. or something. Aye, and then you got the time wrong. And then you delayed yeah. the fucking <laughs> 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 See, when you said you got the time wrong, uh, I got fear because I don't know what time mine's at. <laughs> It'll be somewhere between 12 and 12. Yeah. And if you enjoyed this episode, look forward to the Soccer FM nah, one that we're all on. Yeah, don't fucking listen to that one. It's shite. Cheers, guys. <laughs> That was Drunk Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast, go listen to some of the other ones. The old you would have. If you're on socials, like us there as well. Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Therapy. It's something weird on Twitter, which I can't remember right now.